Hey, what's up, guys? Here on the Fire Sports Pod, where everything we do here is fire. You guys know the drill, so let's get right to the audio show I have for you guys today. On our Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I have my special guest here, Zach. Funny that thing, we have the same name, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Zach, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll have a, re- a regular uh, um, show going on with you coming on, so hopefully that will yep. be in the works soon. Uh, but let's move on. We got three segments for you guys today. First up, we're going to be going over the bowl games that are happening for um, for the weeks to come up until the college football playoffs. We'll go over who we got for the college football playoffs and who we'll have winning the national championship. And then we'll go into um, the committee leaving out Florida State, who's been a talk over this last past week when the committee made their decision. So we'll see what our thoughts on. I'll get what Zach's thoughts are on that uh, decision. And then the second segment we have, we're going to be going in deeper dive into the NBA in-season tournament. I know last week we went with Prince and Christian. Uh, we went right into the NBA in-season tournament. Uh, games happened last night, so we'll get to go into that and see just how the uh, the engagement between fans and the top players are doing in the NBA in-season tournament. And then the third and final segment here on our Apple Podcast and Spotify audio show, we'll be talking about MLB free agency and where the big names might be headed. Uh, so let's get started, Zach. You ready? Yep. All right. So first up, we're going to be going over some bowl games. So on the list here on January 1st, um, Monday, we have Alabama taking on Michigan, the number four Alabama versus number one in the Rose Bowl game. Uh, who we got here? I, I mean, this is the college football playoffs. So whoever wins this game is going to the national championship. You know, I always feel like the SEC is the best, you know, without doubtably the best conference in college football. You know, um, Alabama and Georgia have kind of ran through, you know, the whole playoffs the last you know couple of years with you know Ohio State sprinkled in Michigan on the other hand you know dealing with the whole John Harbaugh and the um, cheating scandal you know they have that little chip on their shoulder to kind of show the rest of the country that they're the team. I think this is the the best matchup, the one and four oh, for this one without a doubt. Uh, you know you got. You know, the number one team, obviously, with Michigan. You got the, you know, the SEC um, champs with Alabama. <sighs> Man, it's really tough because <laughs> I like both teams. I really do. You know, I was, I'm not – I kind of observe college football. I don't root for a specific team. I just like the good games. Yep. And this, this is a great game. But – I can't count out Nick Saban. I can't count out that Alabama. They've been doing it. I think. I think they. I think they got it over Michigan. Ah, I agree with you, my man. I uh, hate Michigan as an Ohio State Buckeyes okay. fan, so I can yep. never, ever, ever go for Michigan, and my audience knows this. <laughs> so I am going to go with Crimson Tide, Nick Saban, Alabama. Now, do I like Alabama? No, I absolutely despise Alabama. The only other team that I probably would like, I like Texas a lot. But I am going with Alabama to win this game. I'm not going with Alabama to win the national championship just yet. We'll see what happens, but we'll make that pick in just a sec. But for this game itself, I don't think it's it's not even going to be close. It's going to be close, very close. It's going to come down to a field goal, touchdown late. Um, I think Alabama just has a lot more go-getters, if that makes sense. They have a lot more weapons. I think their ground game is good. But their pass game is ridiculous. Their quarterback can run. 
and run crazy. He 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 can. He's a he's a big he's a big boy. He can he can yeah. take them hits. He can Steve go. J.J. McCarthy, he's a veteran type guy. He's a veteran college player, you would say, as a quarterback. Well, same as Bo Nix, but sadly he did not make it into or- uh, with Oregon into the college football yep. playoffs by losing to Washington. So I think that J.J. McCarthy, he has the ability to win the national championship and beat Alabama. The problem is, is I don't think that they have a solid number one wide receiver like Alabama does. Uh, I think they're more in running game, and if Alabama can slow down the run, which they did against Georgia, yep. I think Alabama will win this game. Now, it's going to happen with the turnover battle. If Alabama starts turning the ball over, Michigan is prime for that situation. If J.J. McCarthy and Michigan start turning the ball over, Alabama is going to destroy them. They're going to run them out the gym, uh, out the field. It's going to be out the stadium. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be a really bad beatdown if they start turning the ball over. They both have to play um, protective football. They cannot be throwing shit that's all the way down the field and then like it gets picked off. It, like stupid crap they cannot do. If they start doing that, it's not going to work out. What are your thoughts on what I said? Do you agree? I think definitely. I think um, I think controlling the run game. I think in any in any type of football is kind of the key. I think um, also I think getting to the quarterback. You know, I think uh, yeah, on the defensive side. You know, in college football, there's a lot of shootouts. But I think you know whoever could you know win the turnover battle can definitely is definitely going to win this game. And personally, I just believe that Nick Saban is going to have his guys ready and they're going to go. They're just going to go. I agree with that. All right, so we got that. So let's move on to Washington and Texas. Number three, Texas taking on number two, Washington, in the All-State Sugar Bowl at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So what do you got with this one? You know, relatively, the Pac-12 teams don't really kind of get the bean down in the college football playoff. Yeah, they do. And I think Texas has that swagger, you know, being Alabama this year really helped them with the cause for to get into the playoffs first in the first part. I think I'm gonna go with Texas. I, I just think you know I really like uh, Phoenix, uh, yeah. the quarterback for uh, Washington. I think he's been a straight dog this year, but I like him too. I, I, I think I think Texas got it. I think they're the the better team. Uh, I do too. I think um, I think. Um... Texas's defense is much better than Washington's defense, and I think that will affect Washington's quarterback a lot more than Washington's defense will affect Texas's quarterback. I think Texas has a lot more wide receivers. They have their number one wide receiver. He's big time. They have a run game. They have a defense, and they have a quarterback now that can air it out. And then next year, they're going to be just as good. I believe Arch, Arch Manning is coming in next year. I believe, or the following year. I don't know what's happening with that. Yeah, I don't think uh, Quinn McCure. I don't think he's really decided yet. Yeah, I think I think he's he might return back to Texas for another year, and that which might could put... halt the the whole the uh, whole Arch Manning legacy. But you know, how old I is think... Arch Manning? He's younger than us. I know that. That's crazy. He's got to he's got to be. He has to be eighteen or nineteen. Hold on, let me check real quick. That's nuts. All right, shows, man. These kids, eighteen years old. Jesus Christ, two thousand five. That's nuts. He's one. We're yeah. one year old. I'm one year old. We're one year old. Wait, how old are you? I'm, I'm twenty. God damn, I'm two so you're two years older than him. Mm-hmm. I'm nineteen. I'm one year older than him. That's crazy. 
But, um, all right, so I'm going to go with Texas as well. Like I said, I think Texas is the uh, the better team. Offensively, mm-hmm. I would take Texas. Quarterback-wise, I would take Washington's quarterback. But I think Texas overall, as an offense and defense, have a better team than Washington. So it's going to be Washington versus Alabama for the national championship. Who you got? Texas, Texas, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. You said Washington, Alabama. Oh, damn. Wow, I said Washington, Alabama? (laughs) Damn, I'm thinking about Washington's quarterback too much, man. Too much, too much. So Texas, Alabama, the three versus the four. Who you got? I don't think it's going to be a repeat of what happened earlier in the season. I, I trust I trust the Crimson Tide. I think I like I really like uh, Jalen Milrow, quarterback for the Alabama. I just think those guys they just know how to get it done. They're they're most professional. You know, the program in general is the most professional in college. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I I, I can't count on Alabama. I I think I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be one. One of the better games we've seen. I mean, like last year, it wasn't even that great, right? No, nah, last year's game uh, with Alabama and Texas was horrible. Yeah, so I think, I think Alabama. I I, I got to go with Alabama on this one. And a lot of people are going to agree with you, Zach. But I'm going mm-hmm. to be the devil advocate here, <laughs> and I'm going to go with Texas because one, I'm not a Nick Saban fan. I like the I like his philosophy of football. I don't like the way he portrays it. I think he is a okay. he's an arrogant guy, uh, and for 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 a reason though. I mean, he is one of the he is the winningest coach in college football. So yeah. I mean, he, he, to a point. But uh, I just don't like the way he does his certain things and what he says to people is uh, is a little bit off. But I can't I can't deny winning. He's a winning coach. He's put his his team in positions to win every year. And he's not out on the field playing. So, I mean, those yeah. guys got to go to war. So, I it's going to be a close game. I don't think this is going to be a blowout either way. If there is, I'm going to be very shocked. And I might jump off a cliff because uh, I really I really do not see any of these games in the college football playoffs being blowouts. I think they're all close. One to one score games between less than seven points every game. Um, but I'm going to go with Texas with the upset over, even though Alabama is the lower seed, Alabama feels like the higher seed. So I'm going to go with yeah. Texas with the win here. I think overall, Texas can really exploit um, Alabama's one-on-one coverage, their man coverage, which I think in the Georgia game, uh, they were able to ex- they were able to see that. You were able to see that. There were some big plays that Georgia did, yeah. one huge play, a 60-yard pass. Uh, and that just shows, like, one-on-one coverage, man coverage, they're not their strong suit. And against Texas, I think you're going to have to play a lot more man than you can with zone. But I could be wrong, and Alabama could walk in there win this game and win the national championship yet again. I just want to see somebody different. Is that yeah, too much okay. to ask? Can I yeah. see, like, a Texas, maybe even if Washington beats Texas or Washington? I can't see Michigan. I can't see Alabama. Even though Michigan hasn't won it, I just can't. I never uh, – I would never put – watch a Michigan game ever or put it on the television that they win the national championship after beating my Ohio State Buckeyes in the way they did. Um, big news out of Ohio State, uh, Kyle McCord is transferring. Yeah, uh, that was kind of surprising for for uh, me to hear. You know, the, the, I don't. I think he had a you know good good year. I think he had a good year, but like, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I, I didn't like him. I liked him, but I didn't like him. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I liked him at certain situations, but man, we needed a guy like a Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud. I'm telling you, we have those guys against Michigan. We're beating them. 
We have those. We're in the national. We're winning the national championship. We have that type of guy. We had the team. We had the defense. We had the number one wide receiver. We had the two. We had the three. We had the tight end. We had the running back. We had everything. We just missed the quarterback. And that has been our best thing over the last five, six years has been quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Even Dwayne Haskins, great. C.J. Stroud, Justin Fields, great. J.T. Barrett, fantastic. We've had great quarterbacks over the last couple years. But, man, this year we had everything else but the quarterback. And yeah, I, I, and that just sucks. I think on a on his um for uh, the Ohio State's quarterback is I saw a thing where uh, Matt Rule, coach in Nebraska, was talking about how it could cost the team about one point five million dollars to get a quarterback in the transfer portal for the amount of NLI deals that they have to offer them and like so That's it's crazy. so f- for the resume obviously the um didn't win the game but yeah. With his resume, there's going to be Power 5 schools that are going to want him. Yeah, and they're exactly. going to offer him the money to go to them. So I think it was more of a, a business decision for him to kind of get that money. Yeah, I get it. But the, the problem is is that he's doing it with uh, Maserati Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Uh, he also has one of the best offenses, wide receiver cores in the league in college football. Yeah. He has one of the best defenses in college football and he has one of the best running games in college football. So we'll see what he does when people are less than that. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to see what he does. But if he pops off, then that just means that it was just Ohio State's pressure on him was too much and he couldn't get out of there. Uh, but if he doesn't, then you know that he really wasn't that good. He needs a system. He just like uh, Kenny Pickett. Um, yeah. Give me names. Uh, who's another Who's another guy in the Oh, a Zach Wilson. Even mm-hmm. though Zach Wilson has almost everything but an offensive line. Their offensive line sucks for the Jets. So I can't you can't really blame him for everything. But we're getting off a little off topic. We're just gonna go over uh ladies and gentlemen, gonna go over just um the top bowl games. Uh forget all these bullshit bowl games. Like, for example, Howard and Florida A and M. Uh no one's watching that. No offense no, to anybody. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing. All these other teams absolutely suck. So I- I'm sorry, but I'm not going over that. We're going to go over Friday, December 29th. Um, Missouri taking on Mile Ohio State Buckeyes. Number nine, Missouri is at number, oh, well, in the Cotton Bowl Classic. Uh, Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Number nine, Missouri taking on number seven, Ohio State. My Buckeyes at 8 Stadium, Arlington, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, December 29th. I'm going, you guys know, with Ohio State. Of course, Zach, your thoughts on that game? I mean, it, the Dones don't really count, so I really don't give a shit. But Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting to see, especially I don't know if yeah, if, if Marvin Harris is going to play I that game. Think so. I would be very surprised. I don't surprised. think so. Uh, Caleb Williams is not even playing in the USC game. Yeah. So, well, I, like, USC season's been over for, like, three weeks now. So, like, you kind of could tell yeah. that, that, you know, that was that's what that was going to lead to. Bo Nix, I think, is playing in the Liberty. He's playing against Liberty in the bowl game. I think I think he's playing. I haven't he just heard. He loves football, man. He loves college football. He's a college football guy. I don't think he's, he's going to make he's it in the Stenson NFL. Stenson Bennett of, of this year, you know. He, Where is Stenson league. Bennett? Did he because of that DWI? Is he gone? Like he's done? He so he was. He's on like the um. He's on some special list, like the exempt list for the Rams. I think there was something personal. I might have. I don't. I don't want to speculate here, but. I think from what uh, he had a good training camp with the Rams, 
was oh, going so he, to be their number two. But he didn't get drafted. He did. Oh, he did get drafted. Yes. Oh, okay. So and he did. So he didn't go undrafted. Okay. And yeah, like he was on, in line to be the number two behind Matt Stafford this year. And we probably would have seen him Cause he for got a couple hurt. games this year. Because, yeah, cause Stafford got hurt. Especially against the Cowboys. He would have came in for a couple plays. Yeah. And um, he's just been. He's got put on this special exempt list. Um, I think it's something personal that he's dealing with. And it might be from the prior, you know. DUIs and the public intoxication that he has gotten in gotcha. the past that may have affected him. Gotcha. Okay. All but, right. Well, yeah. So the, for right now, he's just, he's not playing football. Gotcha. But he's on the Rams, so that's that's. But still, he's on the Rams. He's still, on. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll see him soon. All right. So moving mm-hmm. on from that. Oh, so what do you take, Missouri or Ohio State? Oh, even without Marvin Harrison, I still got Ohio State in this game. I just think they're the better team. Gotcha. Appreciate and, that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, Especially against Missouri, like I, I don't really believe in Missouri. Like, yeah, no. it's a irrelevant state, irrelevant yeah. program. Yeah, I mean they weren't that bad Ohio this year, but like Ohio State's on a different level. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, now yeah. on Saturday, December thirtieth, at the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, we have number eleven Ole Miss taking on number ten Penn State at Penn, uh, at the Peach Bowl. What do you got? Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta at noontime on ESPN. You know, while Penn State can't be Michigan and they can't be Ohio State every other, you know, every year, they're they're always the third, the third little brother that's trying to get attention yep. from the big guys. Mm-hmm. I still got them over Ole Miss. You yeah. know, if I had, I'm not a Penn State supporter, but if I had to root for a team, it would be Penn State. Gotcha. So I hate I Penn got State. A bias in there. I hate Penn State. So, yeah, I can, but I can I- I'm not going with Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Penn yeah. State. I think Penn State's yeah. going to win this game. Realistically, no bias. I think Penn State's going to win this game. Now, if this was an actual game, I would say Ole Miss because I think this <laughs> would be a great upset type game, 10, 11 versus the 10. Uh, but you never know. But I'm going with uh, Penn State. He's uh, Zach's going with Penn State. We're going with Ohio State, both of us. Now we move on to the most talked about college football team in America over the last century, it seems. Georgia taking on Florida State in the Capital One Orange Bowl. The number six Georgia Bulldogs taking on the number five Florida State at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens in Florida at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN on Saturday, December 30th. Who we got here? I I think it's going to be pretty easy. There's nothing that we had to discuss too much. You know, that game... Florida State, you know, for not a great season that they had, losing their quarterback... It's just a kill shot. We we saw it with with them playing against Louisville. It, they just aren't the same team. They scored sixteen points so, against Louisville's trash ass defense. Exactly. And they I, only I mustered. It. They only and then they led up six points. That's it. Like that just yeah. shows that their defense was that good, and their offense was that good, but is yeah. so bad without Jordan Travis. Yeah, I got, you know, so I, I don't got really be said, but Georgia's going to win this football game. Yeah, I got Georgia as well. That's That was pretty <laughs> easy. Now, on Monday, January 1st, Verbal Fiesta Bowl, number 23, Liberty versus number 8, Oregon, at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. I'm just going to go out there and say Liberty is going to get absolutely blasted. <laughs> number 8, yeah. Oregon is winning this game. Yeah, uh... 
nothing. I honestly, I don't even know how they got picked together. I don't, I don't know what um, decision maker went into that one. Number twenty three, Liberty versus number eight, Oregon. I guess those were the two best teams. I don't know. I don't know how you see like LSU, Iowa, Tennessee, like all those are better matchups for Oregon. Yeah, I don't know. I would have liked to see LSU take on Oregon. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. But um, all right, so I think we're both going with Oregon, correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we are now going to pivot to more of a situation still with college football, but in a more uh, more facet of what the hell happened with the committee and Florida State. Did they make the right decision taking out Florida State, or did they make the wrong and one of the most controversial uh, picks uh, to known college football? They made the right decision. They definitely made the right decision. I agree. <sighs> I think if if Florida State w- would have blown out uh, Louisville... Oh, by far. They would have been in the college football playoffs. You know, we are still a good football team. That's what they should have Then they would have made it. But they struggled against Louisville. And I think that the committee wants... You know, the best four teams, they want a competitive playoff. They don't want to see a team getting blown out by 40 points. Like last year's national championship where Alabama, I mean, Georgia beat TCU 65-7. to And that's what kind of freaking screwed them over from not getting in. If TCU was somewhat of competition with Georgia last year, they would have probably went in. I'm going to tell you they probably would have went in, even with a backup quarterback, uh, because TCU held their own. TCU messed up. And then they messed up by not beating Florida or um, Louisville. Not to mention they struggled against Florida as well. Yeah. And it's a hard place yeah. to play in the Gatorland, but it's still Gator. The Gators were unranked. You were the uh-huh. best team in the conference, twelve and thir- eleven and zero. Just missed out on. Just got uh, Jordan Travis gut shot injury the previous game. Like you got to come out there and make a statement. You guys barely mm-hmm. won. You won by like six, eight points, something like that. So I, yeah. I think I also think they made the right decision with leaving out Florida State. Do I do I think that I would say that Florida State and the Seminoles and the, the whole organization and the coaching staff and the players should say, "Oh, we're fine. It doesn't matter." No, I think their yeah. their arguments and their being very upset and wanting to sue the committee for the <laughs> the pres. I think it was the president of the team of the of the the school or the team or whatever the case was. Wants to sue for one million dollars for the committee to. I think to it was a uh, former governor of Florida, Rob DeSantis. Yes, thank He's you. Now running for presidency. Yeah, I just saw it before we started that. Thank you. He thank wants you. To, yeah, he wants he wants Florida State to sue the committee for one million dollars. I that's just I think that's just stupid. It is stupid. But I think I think they made the right decision. Um, yeah. Now I'm hoping Jordan Travis makes a speedy recovery because I would lo- I want to see him back again. He's going to if he comes back he's gonna have a he's gonna have a vengeance. He's gonna have a a takeover season. He he's gonna yeah. definitely win the Heisman a Heisman that year because um, I know he's staying definitely staying uh, another um, year with Florida State. I don't think he's declaring after that broken leg. I don't think he's doing that. Um, I think he wants to come back and give one more shot for the Seminoles. And for him to say sorry, that just shows how devastated he was because he knows that they would have made it. And they probably – I would have picked Florida State to win the national championship if he was there and they would have made it. I, I'm, I'm going off on the limb there. I was really rooting for Florida State and my house. They Buckeyes weren't there because uh, yeah. I was seeing maybe if Georgia would win or would lose – 
uh, Michigan would lose, and maybe, um, what's it called, Washington would lose to Oregon, uh, maybe Ohio State would have had a chance. They probably yeah. would have, but yeah. none of that shit happened other than Alabama beating Georgia, which was probably one of the worst ones because that just shows that Nick Saban deserved to be there. Now, um, we're going to pivot from that. We're going to go from college football, and we're going to go into the NBA in-season tournament for a quick couple minutes just talking about how impactful has this year been for the NBA and maybe for the NBA years to come, for people coming out of college looking forward to the NBA in-season tournament as a rookie, um, even if you're so blessed to be in that position. Uh, but the teams that are in it, that were in it, starting out with the quarterfinals, were the Lakers and the Suns, which played last night. My Lakers and LeBron James took the win 106-103. to LeBron had 31-11-8-5 as 31 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, 5 steals. First time a player since 2004 has ever did a 20-10-5 game. And that was the late, great Kobe uh, Brian and 1987 or 1997 forget the year but that was when Magic Johnson was the first player since then to have a 30 10 and 5 game as a Laker so that's some pretty good company for LeBron James to be again breaking records it seems like he breaks records every freaking week this guy is just ridiculous playing plan 40 minutes too yeah I, that, I, and that's another that thing a... like that's that's just that's unbelievable to for him to be at 39 years old playing over 40 minutes in a game really? that is in December and not even at the halfway mark at the all-star break uh we're not even at Christmas like that's just ridiculous <laughs> um and then we had the Sacramento Kings and the New Orleans Pelicans the Pelicans took the win 127 to 117 as they advanced it to the semifinals in Las Vegas to take on the Lakers Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time that's going to be one hell of a game in Vegas now I'm moving to the east side of things uh, Milwaukee took down the Knicks the last night they destroyed them it was a really good game until the the fourth quarter when Milwaukee scored 37 points in the fourth quarter uh, that's just not going to cut it if the Knicks wanted to win that game. They needed to really play defense, and they couldn't. Dame had 28 points. Giannis had 35 and 10, and not 10 rebounds, 10 assists. So that yeah. just, that's that's uh, that's the showing. Like they, they definitely won. They won 142 to, uh, no, 146 to 129, um, something like that. Uh, so they beat them, or no, 146 to 122. They beat them yeah. pretty handily. Um, and then we had the Pacers on Monday take down the Boston Celtics 122 to 112, where it seemed like a playoff atmosphere for Tyrese Halliburton for the first time in his career because he's never been there. All the Pacers have never been there, other than Miles Turner. Uh, Buddy Heald hasn't been to a playoffs, none of them have, and it really seemed like a playoff atmosphere type series, uh, in uh, Indiana. Uh, it yeah. was really, really surreal to see everybody going crazy. Tyrese Halliburton had a monster game. He had a, tri a triple-double with like 35 points. He had a four-point play in late in the game that really pushed him over the limit to beat Boston. Uh, I mean, Jason Tatum had a pretty good game. He had 32 points, but he went two of eight from three. Not going to cut it if you're trying to beat the Pacers, especially they're, they're, they're hot. They're shooting <laughs> abilities off the chains. Like, they're hitting everything. It's ridiculous. 
Yeah, and, and uh, Derek White didn't seem to have a great game either, shooting two of nine from three. Yeah, he had it. He he played off, very off. Um, yeah, yeah. They they just weren't poised to win that game. Now we have a matchup in Vegas, semifinals for the West and the East on Thursday, December seventh at five p.m. Eastern time. We have the Milwaukee Bucks at the number one seed taking on the number two seed in the Indiana Pacers. Um, and then at the semifinals at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday tomorrow, we're going to have the Los Angeles Lakers take down, take on the Pelicans uh, to go to the championship on Saturday, December 9th. As, I, as you know, Zach, you know who I'm going with when it comes to the Lakers yeah. and the Pelicans. Yeah, I will never count out LeBron James in a championship-wise winning type thing, if you know what the hell I'm talking about. Lakers are winning this game, and I have no ifs or buts about it. I got the Lakers. I've also had the Lakers. I think I could tell. Like LeBron has been vocal about his about how he likes his NBA in season t- tournament. Yes, I think especially last um, night he he he, yeah. he kind of shrugged it off, but he also said he's like it's another way to compete. It, it's it great is. to have it's, a, com- it's... a competitive nature type playoff atmosphere in December. Which is pretty yeah. sick, you know. You know, it's another accolade that that you know. Even though it's the first year, it's another accolade that LeBron could add to his resume and be the first, you know, how, the first, the to first win one, the first yes. to win it, which would be also think, another thing. I think uh, that's some extra added motivation. You know, this Pelicans team. You know, um, Zion's been back. He's been playing been some play, good basketball. He's been playing phenomenal. Yeah, he's kind of showing why he was the number one overall pick. I still got the Lakers, though. I think they're going to hand it to him. I don't think it's really going to be a close game. Oh, I really? Think, you think a blowout? I think I think it's going to be competitive, but once the fourth quarter hits, I think the Lakers are going to pull away. I think they're going to win by 10. Gotcha. All right, I'll take that. Um, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go Lakers winning by 10. I'm not going to jinx it. I'm going to take that. Um. The east side, we have the Milwaukee Bucks at the number one seed taking on the Pacers, who's the two seed. I'm going with an upset here, man. I'm going with the Pacers. Their shooting ability is ridiculous. If Giannis doesn't play well, Dame has an off night. Pacers can sneak in. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm i agreeing with you. I think this Pacers team is young. They, No one really, everyone thought they're not going to be anything this year. Yeah. And they, they, they run hard. They have... I've, you know, they want to show the NBA that they're a team to compete this year in the East. You know, they might not go to the Eastern Conference Finals later in June, but they're going to give a team somewhat a problem in the first round. So I do believe that the Pacers are going to upset the Bucks this year. You know, I saw a video um, of like the Pacers uh, bench celebrating. And you could tell, like, they were hyped. Like, they wanted to beat the Celtics. They want this badly. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Pacers to overthrow the Bucks. Nice. So we got Pacers, Lakers in the championship Saturday, December 9th. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Pacers, nah. They're not winning against my Lakers. LeBron and AD have too much size. AD is going to demolish Miles Turner. And LeBron James is going to bully his way against anybody. Um, on the Pacers. There's no one big enough to stop him. You saw last night with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, man. He bullied everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to take the Pacers. Ah, I, I you like asshole. You're asshole. I, like, 
I like the underdog. All right, I do I, too. I, I do too, but that's just my Lakers. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I know. If the Sixers are in the same position, I would be saying the Sixers no matter what. All right, there we go. But I just I like I like room for the underdog. I think you know just what I said. The Pacers are hungry. They they want to. They want this. You know. See, they can be hungry, but when they, they run in, they run into an alpha like LeBron, um, then that's the problem. But you only need to win one game. That's, that's true. The thing. That's true. But you, it's it's obviously if this was a uh, best of seven, ah. Lakers would win in five. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the Pacers would sneak a game in there. So six. Yeah, but you only got to win one game. And as you can tell, you see it with the NFL, not always the best team wins in, in a one-game matchup. So sure. I think the Pacers are going to – they don't have a lot of players making that a lot of money. I mean, they're making NBA money, so they're making money. But yeah. that $500,000 check is going to seem pretty enticing for a lot of them. And yes, I think, exactly. I, I, think, I think the Pacers are going are gonna to upset and uh, be the first NBA in-season tournament champions. Okay. Uh, the problem is with me. I can't think that they're gonna beat Boston and then Milwaukee and then the Lakers. That's the problem. Okay. If they're versing the Pelicans and my Lakers lose, then I'll have the Pacers winning. They are not okay. gonna beat three straight powerhouse teams. Two in the East and one in the West. I just don't see it. That's just my honest opinion about it. That's true. Uh, that that is a fair fair take on that. All right, so now we are almost done. We have our last segment here on our audio show for Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Again, Zach, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. So we're going to be talking about some MLB free agency. Now, this is a lot of crap to go over, but we're going to keep it very simple, and we're going to go over some couple names that have gone and hit the books. Uh, we had uh, Craig uh, Kimball, right? right? Yep. That's it. He went to the Baltimore Orioles from your Phillies. Uh, which yep. did, had a phenomenal season last year. He has now moved on with a one-year $13 million deal to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, we also had Verdugo, Alex Verdugo, right? His name's Alex Verdugo? Yep. Yeah, Alex Verdugo has been traded from Boston to the Yankees. Seventh time in the last 50 years since the Yankees have done a swap with with each other's teams. That is some pretty big news. But again, Verdugo is not... Swan Soto, not Shohei Otani, not Cody Bellinger, not people that we want. Verdugo is another guy that is is good, is average, is, is not average, but is good. He's not great, he's not a superstar, but he's good. Um, but I think we're going to use him and some picks and some other players to get either Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, or Cody Bellinger. I hope. Now this will show if Cashman actually gives a crap about the Yankees, or he just gives a crap about his endorsements, his money, and the team, he, or the, the, the stadium. He doesn't care about the actual team and winning championships because if he doesn't do this, then I can't say that he cares because the, the, the deal's there. We could make the deal. It's just a matter of what we have, and we're trying to get other stuff. Now, they're thinking about keeping Verdugo, so where the hell is Soto and everybody else? We're looking for big names, not small guys that can do good stuff, but another guy maybe next to Judge because I don't view Stan. As a guy that's next to Judge, I don't. Because he gets hurt every year and he's never there when you need him. And he runs like a freaking grandma. No offense to all the grandmothers out there. We uh, Bless you, but like seriously. He runs like an old lady. It's really bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, I think the Yankees are on, are on, you know, they've had the most talk with the Padres for Juan Soto. I think they're the team right now. 
you know, there's always could be that that team that comes in at midnight and who swoops in and offers the Padres a better deal. But I think for the most part, it's looking like Juan Soto is eventually going to get traded to the Yankees. Um, it really depends on what the Yankees want to give up because they're going to have to give what up. What do you think they should? Prospects. What do you think they should give up? I think I saw a couple. I think you got to give some of your best pitching prospects. I can't. I don't know the Yankees' farm system off the top of my head like that. But usually, the way these goes is you give them a, a, a potential future starter. Um, I don't think. I think if they ask for um, Volpe, Yankees say no. Yeah, hell. No. I think if they ask for Dominguez, their top prospect, hell I think no. the Yankees say no. So I'm looking in between those, you know, top 10, maybe like the 7 through 10, 6 through 10 top prospects. How about this? How about this? Give up Torres, Verdugo, a top prospect, well, the the later between the 6 and the 10, like you said, and maybe a draft pick for Swanson. You can't can't trade draft picks now. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So how about that? Cash. You give them cold hard cash. You could do that. Yeah, you could do that. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know how much they're gonna want. I mean, we just gave them Verdugo, Torres, and a top prospect in the top ten of our prospects from the sixth to the tenth spot. I don't know what else you can give them. Mm. Uh, do you think that would work, or do you think that's not a that's not a smart trade to give up Torres think, I mean, and Verdugo? Really, really in baseball, with the tr- t- uh, top stars get traded, oftentimes the team that trades them doesn't get the best back. I mean, we saw with the Mookie Betts trade. Yeah, that was bad. Boston didn't get shit back. They they traded, what, David Price? They literally Mookie. got shit back. Like, shit bags. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, for as much as they want to hold out and maybe try to get the best offer, I, I think I think if, especially if Glaber Torres gets, gets mentioned in there, I think you have to take it. I really like Glaber Torres. I think he's one... I think he's a stud over at second base, and if the Yankees are willing to give him up to get Soto, I think that gets it done. All right, I like that. Now, where the only other guy that I really care about right now, uh, there's two: Cody Bellinger and Shohei Otani. Those are the three big names: Juan Soto, Cody Bellinger, Shohei Otani. So we already said that we're thinking that Juan Soto is going to be going to the New York Yankees and he's going to be in the pinstripes. Now, who? Do you think get Shohei Otani, or does someone get Juan Soto and the Yankees get Shohei Otani, or do the Phillies try to pick somebody up if they need, or do they go back to uh, from last year's team to this year's team coming up? What what are your think, what are your um, thoughts in the next two minutes? I think for the um, in terms of the Phillies, I think they're really content with running back the same team. I think that's a um, smart idea too. I think it's a smart idea. I think, you know, we have a bunch of young guys like Bryson Stott and Alec Bohm who need, who are projected to get better and are continuing to project it to, to elevate their play. Um, in terms of Shohei, I really like Shohei to Chicago, the Cubs. Really? Um, I think I think they're a team to play for him. Um, I think uh, – I know the Blue Jays has met with Shohei. Please, I, I no. Don't Please not. I don't. I don't see Shohei wanting to go to Toronto. I don't think he's going to want there. He doesn't. He wants. And then a, there's always you, you. always throw in the Dodgers in the mix too. Oh my! Don't get me started. In on whoever is the hot. The don't hot get me started with these motherfuckers. I can't stand them. They have. They had everybody. 
They had Cody Bellinger. They had Mookie Betts. They had Turner. They had Seager. Like, they didn't get the job done. Screw them. Like, I don't know why they yeah. keep trying to get these guys. They can't get the job done with too many guys. They can't. And it's really physically impossible. In terms of Bellinger, I think Bellinger was signed after Shohei. Because okay. I think whoever misses out on the Shohei is going to then pivot to Bellinger. Gotcha. So I can see, like... The Giants, you know, in San Francisco, I could see. Um, I don't think the Dodgers would want him back. I think no. they're good. You know, they they know how good he is and they know how bad he is. Yeah. But I think you know, out of the teams left remaining from the whole Shohei's sweepstakes, are going to swoop in and then pivot to give Ballinger the money. All right. I think. Yeah. I agree with that. I really do. I really do. I think uh, Shohei is going to be. Bouncing around his free agency is very weird. He's very not talkative. Yeah, he doesn't want the reports out. Yeah, he he's to himself, which is great. I really like that out of him. He would be, he wouldn't work well with the Yankees though, because the Yankees want to know everything. Juan Soto mm-hmm. looks like that type of swag guy. Got the swag or whatever. He'll look good. Cody Bellinger will look good in a pinstripe. Uh, yeah. but man, it it feels like we got too many of those type of guys. We need somebody different. We need somebody with a swag. We need somebody that's come from a background, um, that that has been dealing with stuff, has a chip on his shoulder as well. I mean, not saying that the Yankees guys don't have a chip on his shoulder, but at the same time, I mean, Juan Soto, man, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He he, yeah. he wants to play well. He wants to be in that big stage. San Diego's not doing it for him. So I think that I think I agree with it comes to with the trades wise. Um, but any final thoughts as we wrap up our, our audio show here today? Um, just want to thank you for having me on. I think this is, you know, this is my first time ever speaking on a podcast. I had a lot of fun doing it and, you know, I, and I hope, I hope we, you know, this become a reoccurring thing. Yeah, definitely, man. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate that, uh, that, um, that gesture that you just gave me. That, that was, that was fantastic. I really do. Um, <laughs> But that's pretty much it, guys, here on the Fire Sports Pod, where everything we do here is fire. You guys know the drill. Hope you guys enjoyed our audio show here today with Zach. We had a great time. I know I did. I know he did. So first time him on a podcast. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you guys let me know. But I think he did really, really well for a first-time man on the podcast. But uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Hope you guys enjoy your rest of your week, rest of your night. I'll catch you guys next week on Wednesday as we go over um next stuff around the sports world uh here on audio show on the apple podcast and spotify Uh, i'm your host zach jackson and my special guest zach as well is out peace out on the fire sports pod thank you guys for listening